You're listening to the Sunday service at the International Evangelical Church in Finland. For more audio and visual content, visit our website at church.fi. Our gospel reading is going to be from Luke chapter 8, verse 1 to 15. After this, Jesus traveled about from town to town and village to another, proclaiming the good news of the kingdom of God. The twelve were with him, and also came also some women who had been cured of evil spirits and diseases. Mary, called Magdalena, um, from whom seven demons had come out. Johanna, the wife of Scusa, the manager of Herod's household, Susanna, and many others. These women were helping to support them out of their own means. While a large crowd was gathered um, and people were coming to Jesus from town to town, um, he told this parable. A farmer went out to sow his seed. As he was scattering the seeds, some fell along the path. It was trampled on, and the birds of the air ate it up. Some fell on a rock, and when it came up, the plants withered because they had no moisture. Other seeds fell among thorns, which grew up, and it choked the plants. Still other seeds fell on good soil, and it came up and yielded a crop, a hundred times more than it was sown. When he said this, he called out, He who has ears, let him hear. Now, if we were there today, and this was all what Jesus said, we would be a bit confused. Okay, thank you, that was a sermon. (laughs) Go home. (laughs) And we would be like, what did he say? What did it mean? And that's exactly what happened. So his disciples asked him, what does this parable mean? And he said to them, The knowledge of the secrets of the kingdom of God has been given to you. But to others I speak in parables, so that those seeing they may not see, and though hearing they may not understand. This is the meaning of the parables. The seed is the word of God. Those along the path are the ones who hear, and the devil comes and takes it away, the word from their hearts, so that they may not believe and not be saved. Those on the rocks are the ones who receive the word with joy, and when they hear it, they have no root. They believe for a while, but in a time of testing they fall away. The seed seed that fell among thorns stand for those who hear, but as they go on their way, they are choked by life's worries, riches and pleasures, and they do not mature. But the seed that is on good soil stands for those who, with a noble and good heart, who hear the word, retain it, and preserve and produce a crop. And in some translations it says, produce a crop hundredfold. If you could do the first slide for me, Pai. Um, I just want to sketch you a little bit of context, and um, I deliberately wanted to have this verses 1 uh, to 6 or 1 to 7 um, in here. The context of this parable is Jesus is he's going around from village to village. So he's on a mission journey. Who of you here has ever been on a mission journey? Like going to another, put up your hands high. Okay, so quite many of you have not had that pleasure yet. Now, when you go on a mission journey, it's quite exciting. Um, you're a little bit poor. <laughs> but you have, you have such a joy and you have um, such a faith that God will provide for you in every way. And you're not sure what you're going to encounter. So you go on this mission journey, 
and then you meet people who is not like you and you meet people who comes from um, uh, backgrounds and who has got I would say uh, things happen to them that you have never encountered some of that was that the people that Jesus encountered they had demonic spirits and whom of you has ever encountered a person with a demonic spirit yeah there's a few for you so you know exactly what I'm talking about is that a pleasurable experience no it's scary and this is what Jesus comes. Now Jesus comes and he's bringing the kingdom of God. So the kingdom of God, I just want to uh, emphasize, this is, uh, all my, this is just freedom. Freedom from anything that can bring bondage. And Jesus brings this kingdom of God and he shares it with the people and he delivers people from demonic spirits. And he heals those who can't see. And he heals those who can't walk. And um, that's the context. But among them, they are pessimists. They are high priests, they are Pharisees, they are Sadducees, Sadducees. And they, they, don't, they, they see this, they admit there is this wonderful powers. Um, they see there is this wonderful things that's happening, but they don't want to believe at all. Years ago when I was in a, in a, a place called Juvenati, Juvenati is a, um, a mission station in Durban, I'm from South Africa, and in this mission station, they are trying to help people who comes from Hindu background, who is involved in Hinduism, who most often are demonically possessed, to come free, to get delivered. Now, but when you go to Juvenadi, um, it, it is a concept that they have in front of them in, by, a Muslim, by the Hindu temples, is that there's this little place or this room where you can come to and ponder and meditate and hopefully get free. So they invite Hindus to come from anywhere to come to this place and meditate and ponder to become free and um, some people who go there they get delivered but some people who go there they don't they just walk away with they continue to live in their anxieties and their fears and then i wrote to all my supporters about this like what has happened what have i seen i've seen people who've been delivered from demons and some of my supporters wrote back and said i don't believe that and i was like Wow, <laughs> how is it possible that you can't believe that? But this is, the, this is what's happened here as well. So the people see, they acknowledge that Jesus is good. One of the guys that came to this juvenile, he said uh, he was prayed over by a guru. And the guru asked him, in whose name do you want to be healed? In Ganesh, or in uh, this one, or in that one, or in the name of Jesus? So this, this person was not at all believing um, in, the, in the power of Jesus. He was just like freely um, playing with the name of God. Then you have these ladies who walked with Jesus and um, they have been delivered and they have, they, they've experienced transformation in their, in their lives. So much so that they leave, like this wife, Johanna, who leaves, her husband is Kuza and he's working in the king's palace, so he's probably quite an important person. It would be like somebody working in the prime minister's office and she's married to him. And she leaves the home and she follows Jesus and um, a view that's from a maybe Eastern background that's not so independent as we are here in the West, maybe that would be actually quite a shock. Blinder, if your wife leaves and now just follows this preacher around and you sit, sit alone with her kids, it would be difficult, isn't it? <laughs> but this is the, the, so she's so sold out for Jesus, she follows Jesus and then they use their money to take care of the disciples and so they're on this mission journey to do it. That's the context of what's happening here. And if you can go to the next slide. 
sorry, even the next slide from that. Um, in order to experience what these ladies and with these disciples have experienced, they had an opportunity to hear, talk with Jesus, to be intimate with Jesus. Now, whom of you that's sitting here today would like to all the time hear Jesus and talk with Jesus if, um, and, 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 and feel his presence close by? Um, last Sunday, actually, we went to, uh, if you can go to the next slide, we went to um, Espon with the first time I wasn't serving in a long time. So I had an expectation in my heart. I want to meet the Holy Spirit. I wanted to sit like where you guys are sitting right now and I said, Lord, Holy Spirit, I want to meet with you. Please, do you have any special word for me? I don't feel relevant. And then Pastor Samuel was sharing about this where the disciples asked for Jesus, what can we get? Like, we have left everything. What are we going to get? And the answer was um, basically what Paul is reading in Philippians 3 verse 9. He says, I count everything a loss because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord. Now, when I heard it the first time, I was a little bit like, oh, I was really expecting, well, Willem, you're going to get this, and you're going to get this. So, I honestly, I was expecting a little bit material and blessing. And then when he said that, I was like, this is a, not exactly what I expected. But as he continued the sermon, this was a real great word for me. And I was just realizing, he's like, it is true, no financial wealth or no financial gain or no even amount of friends that you can have will surpass the knowledge of knowing Christ Jesus. And then I started becoming hungry. I really want to know Christ Jesus. And then Samuel asked me, could I preach today? And I said, what's the verse? And he says, this is about the sower. And I was like, okay. <laughs> um, I want to know Jesus. I want to know. Now, um, we hear God speaking in three ways. Um, th there might be more. The first one is we hear him through his word. Uh, the second one is we hear him through his spirit. And the third one is through his church or other believers, like missionaries going out or me talking with you today. Um, last week was an interesting week. Um, we had these guests from Nigeria coming. And um, maybe you just put up your hands quickly. So they're from Nigeria. And you know what? They want to make a change in the image of Nigeria to the world. They want to make a change in the testimony of Nigeria to us. So they want to plant five million trees in five years to make a change. To say the Christians care about Nigeria. The desert is approaching us, but we want to make a change. So they came here to Finland to learn about this. The second thing happened with me, somebody phoned me from another town. I said, I need to speak to you. I saw Jesus appear to me for three weeks already. Uh, he said, I must come to the church. So I said, yeah, please come. And we had an amazing talk. So Jesus can speak to you in dreams. Um, but in this um, parable, Jesus speaks to the word. Um, you can go to the next slide. The devil, he wants to do everything in his power for me and you not to hear the word, not to be intimate with him, not to go out and help other people to be delivered not to actually get this truth that um, knowing Christ Jesus is everything. So he will come and he come and destroy it. He will come and take that seed immediately away. I was thinking, how can I practically explain this? Um, and it could be something like this. I'm talking with you right now, but actually your phone is buzzing. Bzzz, and you are getting a message and you're like, should I check what's the message? How long is the sermon still going to be? And maybe you check the message and you see and the word is gone. 
whatever message I have for you, let's go. Or it can be um, you are born into a, a, a nation or in a, in a family where there is no God. People do not worship God. Do, people do not believe in God. Maybe you're from a Muslim background or a, a, another faith background and you don't even get a chance to come and to hear the word of God. Um, or you are in a circumstance which is abusive and um, all that you experience is troubles and difficulties from the morning to the night. You do not even get a chance to be free. Um, that is exactly what the Satan wants. He wants to destroy you. He does not want any of us uh, to be close to God or to be intimate with God or to even go to heaven. You can do the next slide. But then some of us have this initial belief. Now, um, when I was reading about the commentaries, they, was, they were saying it's sometimes you get this kind of emotional experience when, when, when you pray and immediately you, 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 have a, you have a faith. You have a faith in, in, in God. But then when you walk out the door and somebody asks you, a good friend who's not a believer, and where have you been? And you are shy to say, I've just been in church. I actually had experience with God. This is the, the symbolism that's happening here. You quickly hear the word, your faith starts to grow, but there's no nourishing. There's no further teaching. There's nobody that's um, around you that can help you to grow in your faith. If you can do the next slide. Um, the third one is uh, the, the, the word that grows up, your faith, you grow up, and together with you grows thorns and thistles. So it's not that you've been thrown into the troubles, but they come up with you, and it suffocates you. And as I was meditating on this, I think this doesn't mean um, thorns and thistles if you go through a, a, a bad spot in your life. Like, um, well, I'm in this stage where my kids are teenagers and it's a completely new <laughs> adjustment for me. <laughs> and I can say I'm worried about it a lot. Um, but this, these worries and these pleasures are things that you are deliberately allowing in your life that actually take you further from God. Uh, things that you could be entertaining in your life that takes you away from God. Maybe if I can ask, um, has any of you ever seen the movie Time Changer? Now, in this movie, it's a guy who comes from um, many, many years ago and he's by, through a time machine transposed doop, into the present and he goes out with the church to the movie theaters because the church is organizing a movie theater night and he goes into the church and they watch the movie and then he comes running out just five minutes after the movie starts and he said stop the film stop the film and they said what's happened they said there's a guy blaspheming god's name um, on the on the screen you can't allow that and all the other people have no idea what are you talking about so he's talking about um, using god's name in vain in in the in the in the movie and I th would say, like, many of us have come quite accustomed and tolerant to that if somebody's in your presence and they swear and they use God's name in vain, especially if they're Christians. If they're not Christians, they don't have yet the luxury of knowing the truth. But if they are Christians and they start to use God's name in vain, that's something that we allow. This would be an example of a thorn like this. Another example would be, for instance, um, if, if, if you become famous or if you become, there is a, um, 
It's bestowed onto you a great honor to lead an organization or to lead a big church. And you, you, you're going from place to place to do the Lord's work, but actually more and more people start to adore you. And then I would almost want to say that this, you, you, you're going more for the adoration of people than you go for the fear of the Lord. So that would be a thorn that is growing up together with you. So it's not a fast process, it just, but it suffocates you. If we can do the next slide. And then there are seeds that fall on good, good soil. And I was just thinking, like, can we influence it? Can we influence the kind of soil that we are? Um, can we, um, can we um, produce a crop that is hundredfold by ourselves? And the answer is really not. It's God that makes things grow. It's God that um, let the fruit out of, uh, I'm coming from you. But we can be conducive. We can be um, relevant in able to, 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 to let fruit come from us. If you go to the next slide, um, the application I want to say of this story or of this parable for me was um, very much to this extent: is that we should sow. We should sow God's word. When we go out there, and what I mean by that practically is, I need to tell you truths that I've learned from the Bible. Um, when Jordani was just sharing here, he was telling about the uh, in heavens how worship will be. When, when everything is, and then it's introducing the new song. We were just, uh, on Friday, we had a, um, a Bible study group, and we were reading from Isaiah chapter 6. And I was just thinking, like, how did Jordan know that? So Isaiah is seeing a vision in front of God, and um, there are these cherubims, these huge angels, standing around God. And they are not shouting or anything, they are just saying, Holy, holy is the Lord Almighty. The whole earth is full of His glory. And the sound of their voices made the doorsteps shake and the whole place fill up with smoke. Imagine that. I mean, none of, if all of us shout, we won't get those doorsteps, those doorposts to shake. So these are the cherubims adoring God, giving glory to God, and it shakes. And immediately when Isaiah is in the presence of the Most Holy Lord, he, he forgives. He asks, Lord, please forgive me. He says, how can I stand here? My, I'm a sinful person living among sinful people. So bringing the word of God out to people will bring people into the glory, into the presence of, of God. They get the opportunity to be saved, to know Jesus eternally. Um, when the enemy, he tries to snatch things away from us. Um, as I was driving here, I was just praying, interceding for all of you, and there is this verse in the Bible that says, if God is for us, who can ever be against us? It's in Romans 8, verse 31. Some of you have come here with the anxiety or with a, with a question, with, a, with something that you would like to fear, that you feel maybe life is against you. It's not so fair what's happening to you. But I want to um, encourage you with this verse, or this, this, this promises from God in, in Romans 8, that he is for us, and if he is for us, nobody can be against us. But there's people who don't know that. So go and spread the word. Go and tell people about this. Now, how can we practically help people to get against the schemes of the enemy? How can we, um, in a very practical way, help that everything goes well with Belina and Belina's faith is growing and, and then, or with, 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 with Sharon or with Baby? How can I help them to grow in their faith? And I don't think it's something... That I, I think it's when we 
fall on our knees and we pray and we intercede. Uh, three weeks ago, me and my wife came to visit the church and you guys sang a song and it's called Waymaker, Miracle Worker, Promise Keeper, Light of the Darkness. And um, that is who you are. So that's the sort of like the chorus of the song. God is a way maker. He's a promise keeper. Um, he's a light in the darkness. And, he, and, and, and just that is who he is. So when we went back, me and Hannah were driving and we were just singing the chorus all the time. And then as we were singing, we felt that we should start a praying. And we started praying for, for people. We, she, my wife belongs to a, a small uh, Bible study group. Um, and the only thing they do there is you come, you have three minutes to tell what's happening in your life, and then they pray for you. And they pray for everybody, and it's just growing. And now they have to cap it, so they check. If this night there's 30 ladies coming, and we have two hours, then they just divided time, and they're ruthlessly sitting, <laughs> and you share, and then they pray for you. But one of the ladies there, her daughter has been suffering from depression for many years, and she has not come out of this depression, and she has been suicidal as well. And we prayed in the car there, and we sent this late, the mum this letter, uh, this, this song, that God is a light in the darkness. That mum phoned on Tuesday and said, my daughter has never, ever, ever had such a great day. She's completely free from this kind of depression that is in her. She's doing so much better. Thank you. Thank you for praying for my daughter. And it was not just us. There were many ladies praying for me. So I think this is the way we can, um, we can help each other because life has got this... Um, these, these snares, these kind of things, like uh, fame is coming to people or wealth is coming to people. Daniel and Abram is a really good example. Abram was a really rich guy. He was really, really rich. But it never got to him. For him to know God, to be intimate with God, was the most important thing. Daniel was advisor to the king. He, he, he was so adored by people. All the, even those his colleagues that were working with him thought, like, how can we catch him because he's such a good guy? But he, for him, the most important thing was intimacy with God. In Hosea 10 verse 12, which we had a bit earlier on today, don't you have to put it, I will just um, read it for you. It says, sow for yourself righteousness, reap the fruit of unfailing love, and break up your unplowed ground. For it's time to seek the Lord until he comes and showers righteousness on you. Acknowledge your worries and be aware um, of your desires. Be aware of your desires that will allure you away from God. Don't tolerate repetitive sins. You know, <laughs> I was thinking like, uh, I, I farmed a bit, and if you go to the field, you don't have paths in the field. But what these Israelites did in those days is they, they needed fertilizer because it wasn't raining so much. So they allowed the animals to walk on the, um, through the field, which made them paths. So then when they went to sow the field, the, the, the seed, there were these hard paths which the seed couldn't, um, couldn't grow on. And I think that, that that's a, a, a symbolism of repetitive sins that we allow in our life, that, that create these hard paths in our life, or things that you have done a thing in a certain way, and you don't want to try another, you, you don't want to, it could be also traditions. Um, like you, 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 uh, I come from a very reformed uh, tradition where um, you know if, if you'd say something wrong the elders in the back maybe Miko would stand up and he would just stand and I would like no shucks I've said something wrong 
and I have a chance to, to correct it now. And if I don't correct it, then Miko would say, <laughs> actually, you're teaching wrong right now. That, that would be the, the, the background I come from. Um, but it became such a tradition that uh, almost you, you couldn't feel the, the, the power of Holy Spirit. You didn't give the power of the Holy Spirit a chance because it was so made by man. Like, this is how we should worship God. This is how you receive God. And I want to say, just let the Holy Spirit um, into your life. Um, I'm going to close, actually, with a prayer. And I want to ask Gandhi and you guys to come forward. Um, to, we're going to start the next thing. I want to ask you to keep on praying. And I'm willing to intercede for you today. And, and um, if there is something that you have in your heart, uh, like a, something that you feel that you need to confess before God, I want to give you the opportunity after the service. I'll be here and I'll ask maybe somebody to come and help me, um, that we could just pray and intercede for you. Um, if there's, if you have never been filled with the Holy Spirit, and you would like to be filled with the Holy Spirit, please come afterwards, then that I can pray for you, that you could just experience the, the Holy Spirit will just come into you. Um, if there are uh, worries or, 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 or things that you notice in your life that is taking you away from the presence of God, please also come after that for that. So I'm going to pray for us and then we're going to do the next song. Heavenly Father, I want to thank you so much that you, that you came and you, you gave your life to us, Lord God, that we could be free. I'm so thankful, Lord Jesus, that you want to have an intimate relationship with us, Lord God. I'm so thankful, Lord Jesus, that... Um, that is the greatest prize. Not material wealth, uh, not great friends, but knowing you, knowing you intimately. Hearing you speak to us, Lord God, and we can speak to you. Sensing your presence in our lives and, and that, that we can bring everything to you. Not relying on our own strength, but just relying on you and your presence. And I pray for God for many more to go out from this congregation into the nations to bring your good news, Lord God, to go as missionaries, to be like these ladies supporting. I pray, Father God, that you would just um, bless us, Lord God. Bless us with your calling. Bless us with your presence. In Jesus' almighty name. Amen. Amen. You're listening to the Sunday service at the International Evangelical Church in Finland. For more audio and visual content, visit our website at church.fi.